0: Welcome to Conversations About Life. Thanks, Justin, for being a guest on my podcast. And um, I'll try to introduce you. Um, A a mutual friend saw you at a park, and um, you had like a, a table set out. And you had some different books and things on the table, and they were uh, related to Christianity. And I guess you were there just to interact with people, is that right? Or, yes, that's and,
1: correct. I just uh, set it up so I can meet people and pray with people.
0: Okay. And um, yeah, and, and, it, and then as far as praying for people, did you have a, like a sign up or a sign? Saying,
1: yes, I uh, normally have a pretty large sign. So, there's a message on there. People can read it. People can come and interact.
0: okay. And what park
1: were you at? Arnold Park okay, and have you been doing that very long? Um I do it maybe twice a month um for about a year.
0: Okay, so it's a pretty good while- mm-hmm. for about a year. And what kind of interaction have you had with people?
1: Well, mostly they were already Christians, Um, but there are some times where uh, before I set up a table, I'll come and talk to, you know, just a random person by themselves and just have a conversation with them, see how they're doing.
0: Okay, so you just see someone there and you just introduce yourself Mm -hmm. and start talking. How do you normally introduce yourself? Um,
1: Well, um, I just... See how they're doing and um, ask the little questions about themselves, like how their day is going and stuff. And then then I introduce myself and then okay, we go from there.
0: Okay. Um, and um, so have you had some pretty good interaction with people?
1: Oh, yeah. I've had uh, a whole wide range of interactions from... Um, I guess people with uh, mental illnesses to homeless people to um, people that's been strong in the faith and people that are new in the faith. So, just a wide variety of people. Are
0: people generally pretty wel- welcoming, um, you know, just willing to talk and happy to talk with someone?
1: yeah yeah it's it's been overall overall pretty good I think it's because of that method that I do where it's not um really strong as in um overpowering, which I have no problem with that method It's just i'm not very um skilled at it yet
0: yeah I guess everyone kind of has their own personality and their own way and of and their own way of what seems most effective for them, you know, so it's not like everyone has to do it any one particular way, I think, you know. Um, well, that's really interesting. Like, what, how did you start? Like, was this just an idea and you just thought you'd go for it?
1: Well, uh, I've watched a lot of apologetics, I've watched a lot of street preachers, I've seen their style, and it's inspiring, and um, it's part. That it's a command to go out and preach And go out and testify And so that urges in me to go do that And um, I think that's the best way to do it But, I mean, I haven't um, mastered it in any type of way yet I think it is important A lot of brand new believers They want to testify And uh, you really kind of Got to arm yourself with the knowledge Because people have a lot of questions Mm Mm-hmm so
0: you like the idea of just open-air street preaching, you like that?
1: Yes, um, it would help if we're in an area that was a little more populated in the city, per se. There are some, some places that are prime prime real estate. And then we've, we live in a pretty peaceful little town, so it's, interactions are a little bit lower.
0: Right, so if you're just kind of preaching at Arnold Park you might just be preaching to the squirrels and the birds. Huh?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Unless you just walk up to a, you know people at a table and you just kind of plant yourself there and start preaching pre- to them. But I don't know, they might not appreciate that because you're kind of coming to them and you know.
1: Yeah, they're just happen to be celebrating a graduation and I'm just going to post up <laughs> next to them and
0: <laughs> right. Well, I think it's neat that you're doing something and that, you know, there's some good interaction and, um, and then, um, the books on your table, um, are they just for, um, are you selling books or are you giving them out? Uh, a
1: couple of them. I have a few that I give out. I also have, um, a couple Christian calendars that just have Bible verses for the next year. So you know, just basically free things. I'm some of them. I'm not giving out, but I mean, I guess it was a clear marker of where um, my string of theology comes from because uh, a, a friend of ours uh, he he pretty much called it out, spotted it out pretty well, and
0: and he said, "You must be a Calvinist." Yeah, and right,
1: I've met a lot of Christians, and none of them can identify me like that just from some books. Yeah, so.
0: Um... So um, is there anything else that you do like this or have done like this?
1: Yeah, I try to switch it up. There's been different ways. I've went to the river and uh, set up a mic, listened to either gospel music and people come talking to me. And so um, at the river uh, on we call it Protestant Reformation Day. October thirty first was. Uh, we went to the park or um, to the mall, and I had a whole bunch of gospel tracks and candy and stuff. And so I was basically giving it out to children and their parents. And I was just like, "Well, here's some candy and the gospels in there." Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was real short. Just kind of left it with them, passed it to their parents, and them. Down by the Mississippi River. Or? Oh, that was at the mall. Oh, at the mall. Yeah. Okay, I see.
0: Um okay. So um yeah, this person, um, Stuart, you know, yep. he um said identified you as a Calvinist. So um I guess, you know, how did you um become a Calvinist or
1: yeah. All right. Well, I mean I've been in the faith for under three years, probably closer to two, and theology was all over the place didn't know any better didn't know left from right or any of that type of stuff just taking it all in like oh that sounds good oh that sounds good well you know you just kind of uh from the beginning i wanted to make sure that my theology was um as accurate as possible i mean i fell into king james only for a couple like a month (laughs) but you know i didn't stick there for too long but um you know that's just where my heart was is trying to get the most accurate um just just the most accurate faith that i can possibly get and uh listen to a lot of rc sproll on the like the radio or the um, internet or yeah through the through podcasts and stuff okay. i got i got his app now um And there's a couple other people, so I kind of dabble with the G3 people. And uh, I just, I like the direction that they're going. It feels like it's more reverence for God, especially in the worship part. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you think about it, uh, the Calvinist view really puts uh, a level, it puts God where he's elevated above man. And that's really where it is. I didn't know but God was working before I realized it and so I think that regeneration partially comes before uh before actually um a confession of faith it it starts working with you and so after a while I noticed those things noticed how he was calling me and bringing me and separating me and even though I've went down a couple of different paths um, I can still see that he was using those errors to put me on a more correct path.
0: Okay. Well, let's just kind of step back. You've been a Christian for three years, you mm-hmm. said? Yes. So, um, what was your life like before that? Did you grow up in any kind of church influence or Christianity, Christian influence or anything like that?
1: Um, no, um. Uh... My mom was baptized whenever she was like fifteen, but there was really no um, Christian influence inside our home. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't like horrible. Like there was. There was good values in there, but um, it just really didn't seep out into our upbringing.
0: Okay, so there were good values. So it, you know, th- so there was some good there. But it just wasn't really explicitly Christian. And, um, and then, how did you encounter Christianity?
1: Well, when I was about 15 or so, I used to go to church for the wrong reasons, and that was just more or less a hangout spot. That was very short-lived, and uh, for the longest time, I would call myself a fake Christian because it was just in case, um, an insurance policy, I believe, if it's real, but I never pursued so, you know, after that, any type of sin that I really liked, I just justify it and be like, oh, well, that's cool. It doesn't matter, you know, and just went on to um, doing whatever I wanted to do. And so how I came to faith was. Well, uh, let's see, there's a couple divorces that will help you get to wanting to seek the Lord Um and let's see, um, I practice a uh, new age type of spirituality. And as soon as it started getting a little shaky, or um, it's just, I was like, no, this is actually evil. I'm out of it, you know? So that, that was another correction of me wanting to be righteous. But now in Christianity, I know that there is no level of human righteousness that's going to get us to dictate where our soul goes
0: right um okay so you okay so starting at 15 you were kind of getting involved in church so you were exposed to church i guess the christian message it just wasn't something you were you weren't fully in, like an insurance policy, like you said.
1: Yeah, every Christian message that I heard back then was probably to deaf ears. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then um, how did that turning point come um, where it
1: became, you know, more than, than that? So there's two turning points. The first turning point was about a year before i actually surrendered so the year before i actually surrendered i started listening to a lot more christian music and that was basically the the sum of it and this was actually kind of uh a more of an angry type christian music but compared to the music i listened before which is just angry for no reason um so uh there was that, and I had a Bible on my bed, and I was calling myself Christian and swearing off um, anything that doesn't seem like it falls into the Christian um, category, you know, so starting to separate what is not Christian, just not a part of it anymore, just um, forsaking all that type of belief system, and, well, there's about a year of that, but I wasn't really fully surrendered. It was like I wanted to, but didn't really didn't really pursue. Like I had a Bible on my bed for a year, but didn't really open. And then about a year later, um, I was like, all right, that's it. I, I want to start going to church. And whenever you start going to church, now you're actually learning.
0: Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it sounds like Christianity was attractive to you all along the way because you kind of somewhat identified with Christianity, had the Bible, were listening to the music and stuff. What made Christianity attractive to you?
1: Um, well, I think what mostly did it was that it seems morally right. Okay.
0: Right. And, um, okay, and then you started going to church, and that's where you really started learning and, um, uh, and then was it just, a what church was it or?
1: Well, the first one, and this was a year before, before I really surrendered, but I, uh, you know, really acknowledged God's love and grace there. It was a year before I became devoted and, uh, that was, um, a slightly more charismatic church. I really don't remember the sermon that was going on, but I was just remembering the fact that basically I'm enjoying my sin too much and really felt that I failed God so many times. And yet I still felt forgiven. So right then and there is when God became real to me. I see So
0: you, um, it's kind of like recognizing your own unrighteousness, but um, recognizing that God was willing to forgive you and experiencing that forgiveness despite your own unworthiness, so to speak. Is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Yes, and I always pursued to be righteous, but whenever you look at God's holiness, filthy rags.
0: Okay, so that was kind of, I can see how that's kind of like a, a turning point from um, trying to be righteous to receiving God's righteousness, like his, how he forgives and justifies us, not on our own, based on our own merit or anything, but based on um, Jesus's death, his atonement for us, um, his sacrifice that we might be made clean and righteous through him, not through ourselves. And, um, and that's, what that about three years ago then?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Well, um, and then, um, what kind of, um, uh, thing now do you, um, what kind of practices and routines do you? have now in your life that's just a part of, um, I don't know.
1: Um, the Christian walk. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it can change, um, depending on what studies I do. Um, I'm always looking for a good disciple group, you know, small group. Um, and let's see there, there, I guess short seasons where I just fill my mind up with, uh, theological debates and podcasts and uh, and sermons and I'm getting a lot out of those pretty much all day I mostly cut out TV and entertainment unless I'm with my kid and it's somewhat appropriate um, but I, um, so I just cut out that stuff. I used to play like video games and stuff and I cut that out and just replaced it with that reading I, I like to read now about stuff that I care about which is about God and and uh, let's see so in the mornings I, I, I do a Bible year and a um, plan in a year um, I read a little bit outside extra biblical um, and then I pray so I try to have like a, a quiet time to start my day off
0: Yeah. How, what's your experience of God like? Um, Like, how, when do you feel closest to God? When do you feel most connected? Like, is it when you're doing something in particular or is it just no time in particular? Or like, um, what is that like for you?
1: The most I feel closest to God, I know that He's, He dwells in me. um, But whenever I'm on a mission, In a day to just drive around in the city and spark up random conversations with uh, people that look downtrodden and I'll make a day of it. And I really feel highly in the spirit then. But as soon as I'm on my way home, I can feel that as soon as I'm about to go home and kind of edify myself instead of, you know, directed towards um, pedestrians. Um, I can feel it leaving somewhat, so that's when I feel it the most. Is whenever I am uh, evangelizing the most. So
0: you, um, so you drive around just looking for someone out on the street, and you're in the city, and um, and then what? How do you approach them, and what's your interaction like with them?
1: Um, I park my car. Nah walk up and talk to them just see how they're doing so i basically just start asking questions about their life and how long they've been out here and you know just kind of see how how their heart is and then i start talking about uh uh that you know god is gracious that we uh should never give up on them and stuff like that and just kind of Try to bring the gospel in it, you know, about are, the Christ crucified, Christ resurrected. I think that's important. Some some verses, you know.
0: Now, are they often homeless people? Yeah. Okay, I just kind of figuring that's in the city. That's who you would normally see out. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just too busy, you know, doing something, um, and um. And then, you know, what do you think? Where are people at? Are um, a lot of the people you interact with, even the homeless, are they already um, trusting the Lord? Do they already, you know, are experiencing that, or or is mo- most not? Or you know?
1: I would say most of them are um, opening and accepting the message that I have and um a lot of them say that they're prayer warriors and they pray a lot and mm-hmm. stuff like that um very few that i meet that are opposed to it and i don't know if it's cuz they might think that they're going to get money or not but um they enjoy the conversation and we've i've had a lot of pretty good conversations with people that way
0: do they ask for money
1: um no
0: oh normally not Mm-mm. okay um that's all just sounds really interesting um well when it comes to your own growth um you know in into christ likeness um how um I normally you know when I think of the Bible like especially Ephesians, we're supposed to be um one another, working with one another to help us all to be growing up into Christ, into Christ-likeness. How is church most helpful for you? Like, what aspect of it? Um, Sermons, just relationships, the the music, small groups, or something totally different? Like, what's the most... um, helpful aspect of engaging with the church that's just beneficial for you as a Christian?
1: Well, the first thing was I wanted to make sure that I went to um, a church where the pastor was uh, gave deep teaching. So that was the first thing I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And then um, the relationships are good and uh, the music is good and it's not about being good but it's about being theologically rich um mm-hmm. so every aspect of church gathering is important and it's good so um but i think the first and most edifying thing is learning in a in a way that i can't do by myself especially being a beginner from a seasoned pastor that just has been and therefore, decade uh-huh. or longer,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I think there's something about just being present, face to face with people that we can't necessarily get through um, podcasts and digital things. Like we can learn a lot through good teaching on podcasts and stuff. But I was just listening to a fella, his name is J.Y. Kim, and he wrote a book um, called Analog Church, and then later, Analog Christian. But I was just listening to him on a podcast talk about Analog Church. And um, one thing that just stood out to me, he said, you know, embodied people need embodied people. You know, we need to um, be um, like present, and some, you know, that just that community type of thing. So, um, yeah, I guess um, coming together and where we're actually with people, and then different things like the the teaching, the music, and so forth. You know, um, you were mentioning discipleship groups, so um, I'll just kind of explain what I've been involved in. Um, in case you might be interested in it, and then um, and then for any listeners. But um, 18 years ago, in um, at Chesterfield Presbyterian, there was um, a fellow, his name's uh, Jeff uh, Loney, and he's still busy doing this. Um, a really good guy. Um, he started two discipleship groups and of four. And they used a book, and the book is not nothing... It's a good book, but it's, like, it's not about the book. But the book is called Discipleship Essentials by Greg Ogden. Mm-hmm. And um, it basically goes through um, just the basics of the Christian faith. And um, they would split this book up, and they had some supplemental material. But these, these groups of four, they would take two years, and they would meet every week. And then at the end of the two, and they would basically meet for an hour, um, they would just check up on each other. How, how's everyone doing? Um, they would use the, the book for a structure for their discussion. And then uh, they would pray for one another. And then, you know, that would go on you know, for a couple of years. And, um, and then at the end of two years, the groups would break up. And then ideally, each person would find three more people. And then that one group of four becomes four groups of four, and then that four groups of four becomes you know more. <laughs> I don't want to have to start doing math here, but you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It multiplies, and um, and now you know there's like just a lot of people doing this in the St. Louis area. Some people have moved and taken it with them, so there's actually some of this going on all around the world, um, from you know, what started here in St. Louis. And my brother was involved with it for a few years. And I thought, you know, I kind of, I was looking for something like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the thing is, they only started every two years. So, like, I had to wait, you know, and it wasn't just something I could jump in at any time. Um, and then when they were starting again, um, the, the schedule, my schedule, you know, I'm out here in Jefferson County, And they're in there and so forth. So I thought, I'm just going to find some people and just do this on my own. So I did. I used the same book. And I've gone through it twice now. And it's been really good. And um, I'm getting ready to, um, this February, to maybe, you know, hopefully start another two-year cycle. And um, so I'm just mentioning it for, um, because just I'm looking for people interested. And also, um, if they're, you know, I'm looking for a group of four, so me plus three others. But even if there's more people interested in, than that, like, uh, there could just be multiple groups, you know. So, like, if there's um, eight, ten, twelve people, you know, that's fine. Now, my group um, has been meeting at the grocery store, which uh, they have, like, a little cafe area. Yeah. Like Karshis, and we meet right there. Our times has has changed, but... we. We, we've been meeting quite a bit on Sunday mornings, um, kind of early, mm-hmm. but um, now we actually we're moving it to this week. We met on Tuesday. But anyway, um, I'm just bringing that up. So um, it might be a, a neat idea. And if you would like to um, think about this for like being a, a part of a group or, um, or finding three other guys and making a group, um, I can give you more info. And then any of our listeners who are interested, you can contact me through the website.
1: Well, I can say that it is a good study group. I've uh, went through it a couple times already, and uh, through um through what just, uh, disciple this... essentials. Oh, you've gone through it too? Yes, twice, and oh, you I know do about this. I do plan on doing it again, um, but I do want to take a maybe about a six month break on it because uh, I, I just got so many books on my. On my table that I want to read. <laughs>
0: okay, so did you go through it on your own or with other people? Um,
1: I had a couple groups. One was four guys. The next one was five guys.
0: And was it a part of this group um, that meets together? They call they talk about Paul, Timothy, and stuff like that. Uh, was it a part of that group in St. Louis?
1: Uh, no, it was uh, just it was. Uh, I found out about it at uh, Canaan Baptist, and okay. so. They, they have multiple groups going on separately, isolated throughout the church. So it's a resource that they're using.
0: I see. Okay.
1: And actually, in the back of um, that book, there's probably about five other books that are similar. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to give one of those uh, a shot. Right.
0: There are some other ones, yeah.
1: I I learned a lot. And uh, it's a rich resource. And I do want to come back to it because it's, it's great for... What's it say? Accelerated learning for right. a beginner.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Um, then um, And then you work third shift right now, right? Second. So, um, yeah, that's right. Second. Yeah. And what do you do again?
1: Um, I'm a machine operator. Okay. So yeah. it's, just, it's just plastic. Yeah. But your
0: evenings are kind of busy because you're doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, um, unfortunate because a lot of good groups, church groups are on um in that evening time. Yeah.
0: Well, and there's a lot of times mornings, you know, groups meet on mornings too like um these groups and that started at Chesterfield, I think they're typically morning type of things, but yeah. Um Well, um, is there anything else we should bring up? Any particular topics or anything just been on your mind lately that we should talk about?
1: Hmm. Let's see. Um, Lately, part of some of the things that I've been... You're talking about my morning routines, and I said how it changes lately. It's been listening to classical hymns a lot. Mm-hmm. So in the last two weeks, instead of being mostly sermon focused, I've been mostly hymn focused.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool.
1: And uh, it really it, it puts your heart in a good posture to really uh, have deep reverence and. I love being at work and having him stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about the best thing you can have in your head while you're right. at work. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you able to listen to it at work, or is it more from just memorizing them and so forth? Or?
1: Um, right now, we can't listen to them. Okay. For a season. Okay. Um, what's a good resource
0: for hymns? Is it a particular... Um, is it Spotify or a podcast or,
1: um, or just a book? I think there's a there's four seasons. I think it's I'm not sure which Grace Church, um, but they had an orchestra and they've got four seasons with maybe like 200 songs and they give a brief description of the history of the song for most of them. So that's really cool. And, uh, four seasons, is that a
0: podcast or
1: uh, no, just saying that there's uh classical hymns and you'll see like season one, season two, season three, season four, and there's four of them. And I see by, I I know grace. I I don't know if it's grace to you or if it's just okay some form of grace church. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, fortunately there's probably a lot of resources for hymns, um, because they are classics and they're not under copyright and people can share them, you know? So that's great. And, um, and then you were mentioning like, um, just church music being rich. You know, a lot of the, um, our modern church songs are sometimes hymns that are kind of just set to updated music. And, um, and even if they're the lyrics or are newer, you know, they're, sometimes they're following the same tradition of being doctrinally rich and and things like that.
1: Yeah, and in some camps, in some camps, um, it's a lot of Holy Spirit focus, and um, that. Uh, it sounds really good but um i don't think that we should be hyper focused on holy, on god the holy spirit because we should be more focused on christ and you know in the power of the holy spirit
0: mhm yeah well um it's been really good maybe um Just a last question to kind of wrap up on. Um, What would you like your future to be like? Let's say like the next 10 years or so. Um, Anything in particular that comes to mind, what you're kind of aiming for, or what you would like to see in your life?
1: Well, what I'd like to see in my life is uh, a more alignment to Christ. And... I would like to be used by the Lord to um, just have a legacy of many people coming to faith and me being um, an instrument to help people come to faith. Hmm. Sounds really good.
0: Well, thanks, Justin, for being a guest. I really appreciate the conversation.
1: All right. Thank you. (laughs)